Welcome to a very awesome episode of the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. Today, our podcast is all about comic books. The Physics Central team just got back from San Diego Comic-Con. I'll explain what we were doing there and talk to two comic book authors who used physics as a seed for their creative work. That's today on the Physics Central Podcast. Attention exhibitors, preview night is now open. Welcome to Comic-Con International 2014. A little over a week ago, six members of the Physics Central team attended San Diego Comic-Con. Comic-Con started as a meeting between the comic book industry and the readers, but it has expanded to include just about everything even remotely nerdy. Over 100,000 people attend, and it is now a major promotional event for the television and movie industry. But comics are still at the heart of Comic-Con, and that's what brought Physics Central there. I accidentally learned some physics while you read about our superheroes. So we're with um, APS. It's the Professional Organization for Physicists. And uh, we're trying to get people interested, about, interested in physics, teach them a little something, and, and comic books are one of the things we do. All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy. That is Rebecca Thompson, head of outreach for APS, the parent organization of Physics Central. She's also the author of the Spectra comic book series. Spectra is about a young girl who gains a unique superpower. She becomes a human laser. Spectra uses her powers to fight the forces of evil and to teach her readers about physics. Because APS is a nonprofit society, they give these comic books away for free. The goal is to get people excited about physics. And over five days, we handed out thousands of these comics to the conference attendees. Now, most people were rather surprised to hear about a physics comic book, but actually these two things go together quite well. Many comic books are seeded with physics. Take, for example, that Vertigo, one of the largest comic book publishers today, currently has a comic out called FBP, which stands for Federal Bureau of Physics. Before heading to San Diego, I talked to FBP's writer and creator, Simon Oliver. I'll let him explain the premise of that comic book. Uh, the premise is we are living in a world where physics has stopped behaving itself and the laws of physics no longer um, apply like they do now. So the Federal Bureau of Physics was, was an organization that was started by the government to go out and fix physics as and when it broke. What that could mean in the in the comic book is, for example, you could have a gravity failure in a parking lot and all the all the cars floating in the air, or you could have a wormhole appear in your kitchen and you dial nine one one and you know you get the usual ambulance, um, you know, fire, police, or physics and you pick the physics option and then these guys will turn up in a truck and come out and hopefully fix the wormhole in your in your kitchen and then we get bigger things from from that more you know parallel dimensiony kind of stuff that they have to go out and fix as well 
The world of FBP also contains quantum tornadoes and bubble universes. Oliver is not a scientist, and he says he isn't trying to represent the science accurately, but he does take inspiration from modern physics. There tends to be kind of a starting point. Like I read a bunch of of different books or articles or, or watch documentaries and things and kind of use that as a jumping off point. Um, for example, in the first story arc, there was the bubble universe, which was uh, inspired by an idea that Lisa Randall had in one of her books of this kind of idea of this soap bubble of a universe popping off of our off of our own so then i'll take an idea like that and then try and figure out how to make that you know hypothetical theory into some kind of a reality and it's a good time in general actually to be writing the book because there are so many insane theories that are being thrown out there by respected scientists and physicists and it just seems like there's a lot of stuff coming out at the moment great ideas about what the big bang really was if we really had a big bang of other dimensions um it's it's a good time to kind of take a book like this and take some of those ideas and kind of try and make a story out of them what's fascinating about the science in fbp is how immediate and tangible it is in the real world the one that we live in things like dark matter and black holes are part of our universe, but they're not something we encounter on a daily basis. They're not something we can hold in our hands. Even the people who study these bizarre physics phenomena are often doing so indirectly or from a distance. But that's not the case in the world of FBP, where things like dark matter and black holes make their way into people's everyday lives. And after a while, people just get used to it. I like the idea of you take a world which is very similar to ours. You know, it's not something that's set in the future like a minority report or, or something, wherever, or iRobot, where everyone's wearing hover boots or whatever. You take a world that's very similar to our own, and then you just change one or two elements in it. And suddenly you have a slightly different world, a slightly off off kilter world in this particular case. We we change physics. And there was that tornado that had gone through and leveled Joplin. And then I got to thinking, like, it's such a crazy concept. Like I still can't understand or visualize or imagine what it's like to be a tornado. Those things are completely alien to me. And then I got to thinking, well, what if, you know, we accept those as reality, like our world moves, we have earthquakes, we have have tornadoes. What if, for example, what if they were being caused by physics? What if we had this other set of extreme, you know, let's say weather conditions or geological conditions? What if physics started to misbehave? Another great aspect of FBP is the artwork. This is obviously a wonderful part of comics in general. It gives the art form this additional creative dimension that helps to build the story and the world where it takes place. Classic comic book art was done in a style that made each frame feel fixed in time. The lines were very clean and well-defined. But the art in FBP, created by artist Robert Rodriguez, is a departure from that classic style. Rodriguez's art looks more fluid, more like a sketch, 
like the image could still change. And the boundaries between objects and the images aren't always distinct. This actually matches the state of the universe in FBP. It's a place where the edges of reality aren't as well defined as people once thought they were. FBP is only one recent example of physics serving as the seed of inspiration in comic books. While I was at Comic-Con, I talked to another comic book author who is a huge fan of NASA and space travel, and he wrote a comic book series called Astronauts in Trouble, and I talked to him at his booth at Comic-Con. Booth 2001, that's good for a guy who likes comics and physics. Do you ask for that? The first year was a happy accident, and then afterwards, I was like, I never want a different booth. Uh, introduce yourself. Can you tell me your name and what you do and why you're here? Sure. My name's Larry Young. I'm a writer and producer of funny books. Of funny books? Funny books. That's what old people call comic books and graphic novels. But uh, yeah, the reason I'm here is because Comic-Con is the Super Bowl of comic book inventions. And tell me what uh, Astronauts in Trouble is about and, and how long have you been doing it? It's so hard to not make a joke. Like, what's Astronauts in Trouble about? They're astronauts, but my particular genius is I put them in trouble. Yeah. It's about, in the future, the world's richest man goes back to the Apollo 11 landing site on its anniversary, brings his favorite news crew with him to record the event. And uh, when he gets up there, he claims the moon for his own personal property, and the, the news crew finds themselves as the news instead of covering the news. And then physics-themed hijinks ensue. Tell me some physics-themed hijinks. One of the things that was great about writing that comic is that um, I really like dialogue. Comic books are more action-oriented, and uh, I use the, the fact that it takes three days to get to the moon to um, not exactly pad out my story, but to use um, that time to have a lot of dialogue. So you didn't pull, like, a Star Trek where they can just flip on warp speed and get wherever they're going in five minutes? No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, there's one thing that you kind of have to squint at, that uh, the news crew, instead of a Scooby-Doo kind of van, uh, has a little flying space plane. So that's not happening. But uh... I heard that you are a huge NASA fan and that that is or what partly inspired this. I mean, tell me about that. In 1969, when uh, Neil and Buzz hit the green cheese, I was living in Dallas with my family. And uh, so they're saying, Houston, Houston, do you read on the, on the news? And I'm like, wow, that's, I know where Houston is. That's just down the road. They're kind of, sounds like they're talking to me. So <laughs> I was six years old, so that was just fantastic that you could look up at the moon and think, wow, people figured out a way to get up there. The translunar injections and orbital mechanics and stuff. And I'm like, and they wear cool patches on their uniforms. So the, <laughs> the whole, like getting stuff done of engineering and physics was really inspiring to me as a kid and of course I wanted to be an astronaut but I have crappy eyesight and I don't I can't do the math for physics <laughs> so I had to be a funny book writer <laughs> well so when did you you know what happened as you were progressing in your career that you were like hey I could still incorporate you know this love of space that I have even though I'm not going to be an astronaut <laughs> well I mean it's every little boy's dream, right? You want to be a firefighter or astronaut or something. And so just, uh, you know, I, was, I studied English in school. And when the opportunity came to write about something, I'm like, oh, man, here it is. I get to write my astronaut book. So, yeah. So do you still follow NASA? Or, you know, does that still inspire you, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. We live in uh, San Francisco. I have a seven-year-old boy, and we go to NASA Ames all the time. I mean, um, they have a huge indoor... Uh, 
dirigible hangar there. You can see from the highway, it's, it, you don't get the scale of it until you're right there. It has its own weather patterns inside. It's insane. Um, and they have a nice little place with, uh, you know, moon rocks and stuff. We dress up in our astronaut suits and go there and make everybody laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, it inspires me in that, that science is, uh, is more a part of life than people really understand, I think. That, uh, yeah, NASA, fan. Some people like baseball. I like astronauts. I follow it. So do you consider this science fiction, or is this just a story sort of influenced by science? What do you think? Oh, Astronauts in Trouble? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an action-adventure. I mean, it's uh, the science. I mean, I don't address the fact that lunar particles are really sharp and it bugs their spacesuits. I mean, they have the street clothes under their spacesuits. So it's, it's science fiction, as much as I'd like it not to be. I'm like, I'm a little upset I'm not living on the moon right now. So that's why every time somebody buys that, that's like paying for my therapy, that I don't live, you know, outside of Autilicus or something, you know. There are many other examples of science seeding comic books. We saw some great examples of that at San Diego Comic-Con. And if you head to our blog, physicsbuzz.physicscentral.com, you can see some examples of that. You've been listening to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central Podcast.